2: Joe, where you going with that mic in your hand? It's time for School, Rock School, with your hosts,
0: Dr. Joe Burns. They're not as good as the originals, and again, I think a lot of it, I mean a lot of it, has to do with the simple idea of the, the equipment's different. Right. Your voice is older. Right. I like the original. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network, brought to you in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the CPB. I'm Joe Burns. You are?
3: Tammy Burns.
0: Tammy, are you going to go find tickets to see Taylor Swift in the great city of New Orleans? Um, Probably not. Uh, no. no? You don't want to be amongst the Swifties? I actually considered it because I've heard the show. It's three hours long. And by the way, if you remember, we did a Taylor Swift show not too long ago about her tour going to make a billion dollars. And we made the statement that she's not coming to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. At the time, it was true. We even read a site that stated she isn't coming because of this and this. Well, she's added the dates and every person around here, There was just like this collective squeal. And now everyone's trying to get tickets. The reason I wanted to see it is because I heard it was such a spectacle of a show, Mm -hmm. but now they're going to make a movie about it.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So I'll go to the theater or I'll wait till it comes on Amazon, and that's how I will see Taylor. So we're talking about Taylor again this week. Only in the first break. The reason is somebody asked me, how in the world is Taylor Swift able to re-record all those earlier albums right. and I, I explained it it's a quick easy legal thing and they said does this happen a lot do people do this do bands do this do they re-record their stuff i knew of some bands and then i started to look into it it happens all the time Now, the reason Taylor Swift is doing it is because she wanted to get away from Big Machine Records, specifically Scooter Braun, who was the owner of it and such. And so she left, headed to Republic Records, and luckily when she signed all the contracts, and she was an 18-year-old kid or a 17-year-old kid, her parents had to do it. When she signed them, she signed everything over except the idea of publishing rights. That's the music and the lyrics. Now, the actual song, that physical thing, Uh is owned by Scooter Braun, who, by the way, sold it. And I'll tell you who he sold it to here in one second. Now, if you own the publishing rights, you can re-record it. You can re-record it a thousand times if you want. Also, your image is not copyrightable, so Scooter Braun can't take her name, can't take her image. And on top of that, the idea of performance is not copyrightable either. So Taylor Swift can redo the songs generally as they are done. I, I posted this online where I know there's a lot of Swifties and I said, what do you think of the new ones? Many people say, I listen to the old ones, but the new ones have a a feeling to them of being more adult, mature. Mm -hmm. Her voice is stronger. Mm -hmm. There seems to be more, what's the word, history, knowledge in the songs when they're performed. Right. Then the question became, well, do you like the new one or do you like the old one? And it was about 60-40 they liked the old one. So what I wanted to do was play for you some re-recordings. See if you like the re-recordings. I'll tell you why they re-recorded it. And we'll talk about the good things of re-recording and the bad things of re-recording. So, Twailer. I tried Twyla, to say to, that's Twyla what she should be. Swift. They should take her name and portman do it, put it together, <laughs> make it Twailer. Twailer has released just lately. Uh, what is it? Fearless Red and Speak Now under Taylor's version. So we are going to uh, 1989, I think, is the next one to do it. And it's going to be coming up pretty soon. I don't know when she finds a time. Isn't she on tour? They must just set aside time in a studio at all of the stops. Really? Go on and record a song and come back out. It's got to be then put together that way. So, look, I'm going to play the new of everything. If you know Taylor Swift, you will know the old version of this. I didn't, which is why I put it out to Facebook, because I don't know the songs well enough to make a decision. Right. The rest of the show, I do. But here's Taylor on Rock School.
3: Once upon a time, a few mistakes ago,
1: I was in your sight. We're
0: talking about re-recording your own songs and why people do it. Taylor Swift is doing it because I believe she just wanted to get away from Scooter Braun. And I thought that a lot of it was just sort of anger and she wanted to give the big middle finger to Scooter Braun and somehow hurt him financially. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Scooter Braun sold all of her songs to Shamrock Investment Group for $480 million. You can't touch him, Taylor. I mean, the guy's got a half a billion dollars from your music. I think you're doing okay as well. Let's just each forget, shake hands, and go our separate ways. Here's the fun part about Do you know who Shamrock is part of?
3: I have no idea. Disney. Oh. I'm
0: not kidding.
3: Okay, why
0: would a band do such a thing? Why would a band re-record their songs? Especially magnificently popular and well-known songs like the everly brothers mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. were with cadence records for the earliest days of their career but when warner brothers they started to get big warner brothers came a-knockin and cadence records said no those are our songs and so phil and don decided to re-record their biggest hits and if you listen to them back to back you can tell the difference it isn't terrible because they're not fantastically intricate songs, but like the women said, and it was all women that answered, uh, what the women said was it sounded more mature. Huh. It sounded more mature. Also, people change in the group. There is a group called Sugar Babies, and their album from 2005 called Taller in More Ways was re-recorded and re-released five months after originally being done. Why? Because departing member and singer Muerta Buena's vocals were erased and replaced with those of new member Emil Baraba.
3: Whoa. whoa.
0: That sounds so magnificently petty.
3: it, It is. I love it.
0: I love it. Another thing, another reason people do it, the masters are lost. The Sex, Pistol, really? yeah, the Sex Pistols re-recorded many of their songs because their masters were lost. There was a monstrous fire at, I think, EMI. Mm-hmm. I think I have that on here. No, I'm sorry. Universal Studios. And Nirvana, Tom Petty, Aretha Franklin, many recordings were lost. It was back in 2008. Kanye West wrote the majority of the album The Life of Pablo
1: mm-hmm. on
0: his phone, and his daughter dropped the phone in the toilet. Ah! And so a lot of it was lost. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, bold as love. You used to record on two-inch tape. Mm -hmm. Today it's digital, so it can be copied and copied and copied. When you're on two-inch tape, you had one shot at it unless you wanted to buy another two-inch tape and copy it. And even if you copied it, it wasn't as good a recording because it was one removed. It's like making a copy of a copy.
3: Gotcha. Mm -hmm.
0: Someone left side one in a taxi Mm -mm. and it drove away. (gasps) The masters of good vibrations, as in the Beach Boys, were inadvertently recorded over.
3: Ruh-roh.
0: Oh, I'm going to play this one for you specifically. Jeff Lynn re-recorded 11 of ELO's tracks. Mm-hmm. And the idea was to create a, quote, improved ELO best of. He stated specifically... I've never liked Mr. Blue Sky. It wasn't quite how I meant it. Okay, ready? Yes. You know the original Upside Down, Backwards, Forwards. Here's the re-recording of Mr. Blue Sky. You tell me whether you like it or not here on Rock School. Okay, what did you think of the new and, as um, I'm going to get the word he used, improved ELO best of record, Mr. Blue Sky?
3: I didn't like it.
0: Did you not like it? This is what I started asking the people online who answered about Taylor Swift. Do you not like it, or is it just not what you're used to?
3: The latter. It's just not what I'm used to.
0: I was still doing radio professionally when the new Coke thing happened, mm-hmm. and my radio station jumped all over it. We were doing New Coke taste tests and all that, and we found that when people drank it, their reaction was, look, I don't hate it. It's not bad. It, right. It's just not what I remember. The only thing that was really concrete that I remember coming up was that it's too sweet. Mm-hmm. The the reason people love Pepsi, and those who love Pepsi, love pepsi is because it is decidedly more sweet right than coca-cola yes and once they started to lean towards pepsi that's when people got upset they didn't hate it it just wasn't what they were used to frank zappa re-recorded vast chunks of his back catalog when he put all his music out on cd however do you here do you know a fan of frank zappa Are you able to help a friend of Frank Zappa? I like Frank Zappa, but I got a buddy named Dan who loves Frank Zappa. He can name every lineup. This idea of re-recording everything to a Zappa fan is the greatest thing in the world. because Yes, now you can categorize and catalog him further and further. Oh, this is the one that's got Fred Jones playing one note at four minutes in. Oh, you should you should hear him. That's,
3: that's crazy. He
0: can just recite Zappa bands like most people do the alphabet. Whoa! And the one we're gonna play. Why else would somebody re-record their stuff? Do you remember the Jerry Lewis by Bi- Jerry Lee Lewis um, mm. biopic? Great Balls of Fire. Yes. Those were not the original songs. Why? Because in the biopic. The people that owned the original songs, I doubt it was still Sun Records. Mm-hmm. It had to be some larger group. But the people that owned it refused to license it without gargantuan bags of cash. So Jerry Lee Lewis simply re recorded the songs. Okay. Here's the killer and a redone version that appeared in the movie on Rock School.
2: Where are-
1: Shake it, baby, shake it I said shake it, baby, shake it I said shake it, baby, shake it it. Come on, all right Come on, come on, let's go
0: Okay, there you go. Did you hear the difference?
3: Oh, I can hear a difference, but I like him so much. He's so good at what he does. And
0: I think there's a little more to it than just that. Yeah? It wasn't a re-record and just thrown out there. Mm Mm-hmm. Why was it re-recorded? Because it's supposed to be something... That's being done live. Mm -hmm. And the live version is never equivalent to what you hear on the records. Right. I I mean, I make that joke all the time. Shut up, play the song, make it sound like the record.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You can't. There's always going to be differences and subtle nuances. So when I heard it, I kind of shook my head and went, that sounds like. He's playing live. Yeah. Which in the movie, guess what he was
3: doing? And guess what? What? He's good live. Yeah,
0: he's good live. He's good live. So yeah, that one I was. I'm with you on the ELO. I didn't care for it much. I didn't care for the remix of Sergeant Pepper's either.
3: Oh, me neither.
0: But it, too much bass. It's, mm-hmm. That's not what it sounded like. You you have to go with the equipment you had at the time. Mm-hmm. And to update it and make it sound new and hip and digital and blah. Don't care for it. Okay. Whether you like them or not, here are the major concerns that we have with re-recording songs. Number one, the voice will not sound the same. Now people said of Taylor Swift, because they like her, oh, it's mature. Don't you mean it's deeper? Um, no, it's more mature. I get it. Use pretty words. Listen to about, you know, 10 seconds of, you know, Build Me Up Buttercup, mm-hmm. that original, what do you, yeah, their big high one? Yeah. Okay. They re-recorded it, about 10 seconds of it. Listen.
1: You build me up, build me
2: up,
0: there you go, say what do you think? No. Yeah, he just did not have the voice stop, anymore. Stop, stop, Just didn't have the voice. The instruments are not the same. hmm Here's about 10, 15 seconds of this diamond ring with Gary Lewis and the Playboys. There's that very well-known introduction. Here it is again. difference yeah not bad but the del shannon redid runaway Mm -hmm. now the thing about del shannon is he kept his voice when you listen to it you know he's hitting those notes like a sledgehammer great it's not it's one of those things where if i didn't tell you what you were listening for you'd be kind of going something's not right right what is it it's the performance he doesn't have the same rise and fall and drum beats and plays and such take a listen to a little bit of del shannon's runaway Okay. It's just, to me, just me, it's not quite right.
3: No, I don't think so either.
0: Then you get people who want to tinker with it. And I have no trouble with that. But don't then go out of your way to try to replace the original with what you've done. Mm -hmm. If you want to re-record them and I want to add a a, a string section or I want to redo the solo, that's great. Put out something called redos, which, by the way, one of the ones we're going to play... Is just that. They're redos and they're redo's on purpose.
3: But it's just a money grab, right? Eh, I
0: guess. I guess. But then again, it could be that the artist, and this is what I think it's it's Todd Rundgren. What I think is Todd Rundgren had no choice but to deal with how the record companies wanted it done. Right. Now that he's got some oomph behind him, I'd like to redo them. But don't try to get rid of the old. Mm. So listen, <laughs> here's Hello, it's me by Todd Rundgren, retinkered. Yeah, I, I like the eh. originals better. It, it was also, Todd Rungman was part of my high school. You know, Just One Victory.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That was
0: that was played at every sporting event. Oh, And then, one person, I got this out of a blog, one person said, every so often, everything kind of in a way of kismet comes together and the original recording isn't as good as the new one. Do you remember the platters? Only you. Mm -hmm. It was recorded terribly. Not Mm -hmm. because they were bad singers, but because of the way they did it. They had no choice. They had to go straight to acetate. Okay. So nobody is going to be perfectly in front of the same microphone and all of that. But according to this person in the blog, the redo is better than the original because I can hear all the people. Here's the platters. Only you in a redo.
2: Only you can make all this world seem right. Only you can
0: make the darkness bright. Okay, it's not the same, but it is better recorded. Right? I don't know that I is that better. I don't know. You know, beauty is in the ear of the beholder. Yeah. And I do like it. It's well done. But there's something about that ugly one, two, three, go. Oh, yeah. And at the end of three minutes, that's the song. There's something to that. It all, I think it also made for better musicians. You know. Oh, we'll fix it in post. There ain't no post, man.
3: No post. Play One, two, three, right. go.
0: Who's listening to us?
3: WBSD, Burlington, Wisconsin.
0: Excellent. And our they, first they are. affiliate. I wrote that down for you to yeah. say that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Back in a minute here in Rock School. Just a little bit late. You remember in the break, I made the statement that I had an album where the band redid everything with the intent and purpose to make it better. Mm -hmm. And they simply laid it out there that, look, these are all redos. Right. It's by the group Squeeze, and the name of the album is Spot the Difference. (laughs) Yeah. It was all of their songs, or at least a, a grouping of their songs, from between 1978 and 1993 to the point where the lead singer for a while, Paul Carrick, came back to sing Tempted by the Fruit of Another Sweet. for the project. That's the one I'm going to play. And, you know, I can't put them down for it. They told you what it was. Right. It's like going into an R-rated movie and going... There's nudity here? What? Well, it's, it's an R-rated movie. What's the matter with you? So I'm going to play it, and you go ahead and spot the difference. Squeeze here on Rock School.
2: Uh-huh.
0: bottom of the hour, talking about why bands re-record their music. I'll give you another one. The Sex Pistols, the MC5, Public Enemy, Space Hog, Living Color, Sex Pistols, Aerosmith, Third Eye Blind, Motorhead, Love & Rockets, Alice Cooper, and The Runaways all re-recorded their music so they could be on a version of... Guitar Hero.
3: Really? Really, really. Oh, it's all about the money.
0: Down at the bottom of the hour, I'm Joe Burns. You are?
3: Tammy Burns.
0: Let's do 7 Days and 70 Seconds. Here be the dates. uh, September 25 all the way through October 1. Back when the weather is phenomenal. There are certain reasons to live in Louisiana. And October is one of them. Go. Go.
3: September 25, 1970, The Partridge Family debuts on ABC.
0: September 26, 1975, The Rocky Horror Picture Show opens in Westwood, California. It's the longest consistently running movie in history.
3: September 27, 1986, Cliff Burton dies in a bus crash in Sweden during Metallica's Damage Inc. tour.
0: September 28, 1997, DVD-Audio is introduced at the Audio Engineering Society Conference.
3: September 29, 2013, Breaking Bad runs the final episode of the show using Bad Fingers Baby Blue.
0: And September thirtieth, nineteen 1997, a new label, DreamWorks Nashville, signs Randy Travis as their first artist. And then finally, October 1, 1977, the Madison Square Garden Hall of Fame inducts its first musician You'd think it would be Billy Joel. Right? No, it's Elton John. It's Elton John. Now, you remember in the first break, now we're at the bottom of the hour, obviously, not in the second break, but one guy in a blog, so that's the reason I played it, said, I think the remake is better. So here's what I'm going to do I'm going to use James Taylor. You know the song Carolina on My Mind? Yeah. So Pretty? Mm hmm. That's a remake. Oh. That's a redo. Okay. The original was on Apple Records. Here's about 20 seconds of the original and then I will go straight into the remake here on Rock School. In my mind, I'm gone to Carolina.
2: Can't you see the sunshine? Now can't you just feel the moonshine? And ain't it just like a friend of mine to hit me from behind? Yes, I'm gone to Carolina in my mind. In my mind, I'm gone to Carolina. Can't you see the sunshine? Can't you just feel the moon Ain't it just like a friend of mine to hit me from behind Guess I'm gone to Carolina in my mind Karen she's the silver sun you best walk her away and watch it shine and watch her watch the
0: Touch of time before the second break. So let me play another one for you. Why do people re record their music? Tammy, do you remember in the 70s and 80s there were these compilation companies like Rhino Records? Oh, and I had K-Tel? all of them. Well, the yes. thing about it is they would create compilations and artists would want to be on them because people are not buying because of them specifically, but they get brought up in the compilation. Right. The only way a lot of them could even get on it was to re-record. And often because when they would do the oldies records that mm-hmm. the recording was so far beyond, the voice just wasn't as strong. You know Stand By Me by Benny King, right? Right. Here's the version he re-recorded for KTel on Rock School.
2: Stand
0: by you' in trouble, won't you stand Coming into the me. second break. Here's oh, another reason why an artist would redo a song because somebody owns the song that disallows it to be played. And so you redo it. You know, Paula Cole, she had that hit back in, I think, 1997.
3: I don't want to wait for my life to be over. Nice. Thank you. Nice. Did she sound that way?
0: She did. She redid it, and it was much better. Mm-hmm. But then, Dawson's Creek, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. is the name of the show. I think show. you're
3: right. Listen to you.
0: Look at me. What happened was Netflix and the DVD versions asked way too much for money hmm and Paula Cole said you know that you can't just exchange my song right so she re-recorded it there you go and took the money and took the money and ran I'll give you another one uh, some do it because an earlier record company this was much the same as uh, the Everly Brothers they won't let a song let's say a band has like two songs from an earlier place and then they become huge with some other place. Right. And the little tiny record company thinks that they can charge a ton of money Uh to get on like greatest hits compilations that's what happened with Styx. They had a song in 1973 called Lady when
3: you're with me I'm smiling. little little song like that?
0: Yeah just like Dennis DeYoung that's how he sang it. AM Records went to Wooden Nickel Records and said, hey man, you know, we're gonna to put together our Greatest Hits. What can we do to get that song Lady from you? And they asked for, you know, their firstborn child and multi-million dollars and people to clean their offices all the time. And AM said, uh, poop. And what they did was re-record it.
3: There you That's go, the one was we'll teach you.
0: As a matter of fact, here's about 20 seconds of the re-recording. I can tell you, I'm, I'm a huge Styx fan, especially growing up in Cleveland. They're a Chicago band. So Chicago, Cleveland, they're right near each other. I, I don't remember buying the Sticks Greatest Hits LP. I had all their albums. But I would be really disappointed. Really? Yeah, I remember buying the Judas Priest Greatest Hits LP one time. Yeah. And Breaking the Law, Breaking the Law was a live version. <gasps> Look, if you want to put on a second live version, that's fine. Great. Good for you. But gimme the original. Right. In that case, make it sound like the record. Amen. Who's listening to us?
3: That would be KFOK, Sacramento, California.
0: Super duper. Back in a minute here in Rock School. of the break I thought this was really an odd one Uh, in 2002 Ozzy Osbourne decided to redo his first two albums Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman to which some of you say are you kidding me you're gonna get somebody to come in and redo Randy Rhodes's guitar Uh, no what he did was keep his vocals and Randy Rhodes's guitar However, he brought in Bob Daisley and drummer Lee Kearslake to play the bass and the drums. However, when the remake came out, Ozzy forgot to give them credit. No. And it was still stated to have been played by Rudy Sarzo and Tommy Allridge.
3: Oh, no.
0: Then a court case came around and finally these guys received, quote, proper performance credit for Diary of a Madman. What about Blizzard of Oz? I don't have anything about it. I'm going to guess there was a touch of money that also went back and forth. You know, it's not hard. Just give them credit. Just do the right thing. Just do the right thing. Here's Ozzy and the re-record, and I'm going to play Over the Mountain because it's got that right at the beginning. Listen to it. I'll stop and then play it. You're going to hear, don't get me wrong, it's the same drum intro. But it ain't the same drum intro, ya you know? On Rock School. Break, I have got three more to tell you about and they are all just money just flat out money Def Leppard redid many of their biggest hits and their entire fourth album Hysteria along of their or ahead of their Vegas residency now all they could do is offer it online as a special edition if you will because Universal Music Group did have a little bit of oomph over it According to Joe Elliott, who called them new versions or forgeries of the old, what it did was allow the band to not only sell the originals that Universal Music Group had, but also to sell theirs as well, or as was said, he got to double dip. When Sinatra left Capitol Records in 1960 to form his own label, Reprise Records, some people say Reprise, I think it's Reprise, but I may be wrong, he re-recorded all his Capitol albums. They're not as good. Uh I love Francis Albert. They're not as good as the originals. And again, I think a lot of it, I mean a lot of it, has to do with the simple idea of the equipment's different right your voice is older right i like the original and the one we're going to end on uh chuck berry left Chess records for mercury so he re-recorded everything as in johnny be good and mm-hmm. all of that i so, think he
3: had to right
0: I, I don't know whether he had to or not he just had to record new stuff for mercury But Mercury probably wanted Johnny be good. And Chess Records, which isn't some tiny little podunk Mm -hmm. thing, it's a darn big record company, said, you know, go kick rocks.
1: Mm hmm. You know, I'm not
0: doing that with you. So, look, you got Def Leppard, you got Sinatra, you got Chuck Berry. Which of the newbies would you like to hear?
3: Oh, Chuck Berry.
0: Chuck Berry, you got it. It's going to wrap us up. I'm Joe Burns. You are?
3: Tammy Burns. That's
0: it. Now, go redo the show for no. Seriously, good reason whatsoever because we don't get paid. Class is dismissed.